A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, teach and urge these things. Whoever teaches something different and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the religious teaching is conceited, understanding nothing. He has a morbid disposition for arguments and verbal disputes. From these come envy, rivalry, insults, evil suspicions, and mutual friction among people with corrupted minds who are deprived of the truth, supposing religion to be a means of gain. Indeed, religion with contentment is a great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, just as we shall not be able to take anything out of it. If we have food and clothing, we shall be content with that. For those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and into a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evils, and some people in their desire for it have strayed from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains. But you, man of God, avoid all this. Instead, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses. The word of the Lord. Blessed the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Why should I fear in evil days? When my wicked ensnarers ring me round, they trust in their wealth. The abundance of their riches is their boast. Bless the Lord, the Lord. Yet, in no way can a man redeem himself or pay his own ransom to God. Too high is the price to redeem one's life. He would never have enough to remain alive always and not see destruction. Fear not when a man grows rich, when the wealth of his house becomes great. For when he dies, he shall take none of it. His wealth shall not follow him down. Though in his lifetime he counted himself blessed, they will praise you for doing well for yourself. He shall join the circle of his forebearers who never more shall see light.
Dominus Fobiscum. <coughs> Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Luco. <coughs> Jesus journeyed from one town and village to another, preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. Accompanying him were the twelve and some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Chusa. Susanna, and many others, who provided for them out of their resources. Verbum Domini. Many years ago, when uh, entering religious life and eventually the seminary, I discovered that there were many types of studies, different types of ologies, study of something. Uh, there was uh, never heard before of uh, epistemology or soteriology or ecclesiology or eschatology. No, the, these were all new. And these were studies that we learned in depth uh, during our seminary formation and the years uh, when we uh, pursued degrees in theology. Uh, but one study that the seminary uh, identified and uh, told us not to uh, consume our time in, and that was the study of meology where serving God, where being of service in the church was all about me, myself, and I. So they would warn us about this over and over again during our years of formation in, in the seminary as we prepared to become priests. And St. Paul this morning is reminding us about those things basically saying that our hearts should be pure when we serve the Lord. Well, all of us are called to serve God in some capacity. You know, there are some who, of course, who take the stage. You know, they are speakers, teachers, evangelizers, catechists, Whatever it is, you know, there are those who, who labor in the, in the service of God. You know, different things. God has given us many talents, many gifts to put at his service. 
and we should all be doing something. I mean, there are some of us out there, who, of course, who are uh, homebound, and you know, maybe we're very limited. But in these seasons of our lives, the Lord has called us to pray. And it is there where the prayer is, is very efficacious, because then in, in our time of suffering, we are uniting ourselves to Jesus crucified, and we are there with him on the cross, loving as he's called us to, offering ourselves to the Father. That is a very powerful form of prayer. So whatever God has called us to at these times, we are to, to, to enter into the service of God with pure intentions, with a very pure heart. And one thing the Lord speaks about in the Gospels, Jesus, he tells us that we should be fruitful in our service, that there should be fruit that produces something, 60-fold, 100-fold. No, and, and what is this fruit? This fruit is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit, as we know, is the very character of Jesus Christ. It's his personality. Under the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, humility, kindness, no long-suffering. Oh, the, these are the ways of Jesus the Lord. And that is what we pursue first and foremost, is to be conformed in mind and heart to Jesus. See, but what often happens is that as we begin to serve God in, in whatever capacity that is, is that we maybe get caught up on, our, in, on ourselves. The me, myself, and I, the meology here. You know, it's, it's, it's nice to receive a little notoriety, you know, to get a pat on the back. And to some extent, that is okay. I mean, you, you're putting in some work for the, the kingdom of God. But that is not what we work for, for attention, for, you know, uh, affection from others. We strive to please God. And what often happens when we begin to be consumed with ourselves, when the ego starts to inflate, is what, what St. Paul tells us here, is that we become uh, conceited. No, then we start to get envious of what others are doing. You know, it becomes more competitive that I got to beat them out. No. And then we become, it becomes suspicious. It's like evil. And this is what we see as, as Jesus went along. You know, as Jesus, you know, he, he, there he is in his public life, going from place to place, town to town, proclaiming the kingdom of God. And look at, the, look at the behavior of the Pharisees. They were always there watching him, suspicious, envious, you know, trying to accuse him of something, always looking to find fault there. Now, they're very jealous of what he was doing. You know, and then at the same time, he's exposing them and their faults. So they did everything to try to destroy him. And you see, it's often good to, to go to confession, but in going to confession, prepare ourselves to examine our conscience 
And this is something we, can, we should be doing every day. In religious life, we do this every day, a couple of times a day. It's, it's part of our, our daily life, to examine the conscience. Where, where am I going wrong here? Looking at the Ten Commandments, saying, well, have I fallen into something, into you know, the, the capital sins? You know, pride, greed, lust, envy, jealousy, murder, or anything like that. No, where is my heart? You know, and, and to look at that every day. More importantly, to look at Jesus. There's our, our lives reflecting Jesus Christ. See, and then, and, then, and, then, and then as we do that, then we can see that here we are. You know, it's becoming fruitful. Now, there are many of us who, who are even called to, we earn our, our living, you know, from, from serving the Lord maybe uh, working for some kind of church organization or a parish, any one of those things. We enter that always again with the purest of hearts, that this is for Jesus Christ. That, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to be ambitious, you know, to, to, to learn more, you know, to enrich ourselves with, with more knowledge, especially in a particular skill or trade. But then we, we think about the intention once again. Is that here, what, what are we, we're doing this for the Lord. We're doing this for others. As Jesus who, who came, he came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, that's, that's what, what we're using our gifts and talents and everything intelligence for. To give to others. And then this is what, as the psalm says, to be truly poor in spirit, knowing that everything we have comes from the Lord. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. That here he is, that the Lord made me, you know, to, to know, love, and serve him. You know, that we, we look at, at Jesus, and as he went, around, went, went along, you know, he's always... Speaking about the Father, his gaze is always fixing the Father. He's always saying that everything that he has has come from the Father, that he was sent from the Father. Always acknowledging the Father, giving him glory, always in the presence of the Father. No, and this is an example of us, because when we look to the example of Jesus in this, then we can be truly poor in spirit. It's not about our own gain. But it's, about, it's about the Lord. And, you know, in our times when, you know, we are serving the Lord, there is, there, there are, there is often occasions where we need to be sacrificial, where we need to believe God for, for big things. You know, well, sometimes we can use evil means to do that. You know, do uh, try to get people's attention by pointing out others' faults. You know, fall into detraction or to gossip. You know, try to arouse emotions in people. You know, that, that, that is really lowering ourselves here. You know, because then, you know, we're using an, an evil means to try to, to have a good end, and then that just doesn't work here. But then, you know, when we're serving God, we must believe God that he will provide. Here we go again with the pure heart. God always provides. Look at, look at this network here. Mother Angelica, great example. Well, she, didn't, she didn't have hardly anything. 
But she trusted God, and she would not use an evil means to, to bring about uh, uh, money or funds or anything else. You know, we don't even have advertisements here. She wanted to rely fully on, on, on the Lord. Now, so we ourselves, you know, right here it says the love of money. Now, what is the, 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 the worst evil? Is the love of money. Not money itself, but the love of it, where we are so consumed and just gain. Whether it is for our own ego or for our own, uh, you know, j just for our, our own wealth. No. Look at Jesus. We look at the example again at Jesus and from the gospel today where he relies on the help of others. You've had these, these women who come alongside of him, who are providing for him, whatever he needed. No, Jesus, again, he, as, he, as he's serving, as he's pouring himself out, he tells us that the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And then he tells us things like, you know, uh, to, to, uh, to what, what is it profit a man to gain the whole world, but yet lose his soul at the end? No, he says the Son of Man did, uh, does not have anywhere to lay his head. Foxes have dens, birds they have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Oh, Jesus, he's, he's willing to give everything and all to save us. And saving us and doing this, he's loving us. So here we are again, back to what this is all about. Love of God, love of neighbor, having a pure intention to serve God, but to serve like Jesus Christ. This should be the desire of our life. This should be the fire of our life is to serve like Jesus, to imitate Jesus in every way possible. And when we do that, then, hey, you know, we're truly free because then it is, it is the love of God that's coming forth. It is him radiating. It is those fruits of the Holy Spirit coming, coming out. And then that's how we truly glorify God. And so may the Lord always protect our hearts, protect our minds, so that we can serve him with the purest intentions, with only love, love of God and love of neighbor. God bless you all.